lovebirds, here's the question of the day. Are you the leader or the follower in your relationship? Think about that, we'll cue the music, and we'll talk about it in just a second. So here's the big question. How do couples move beyond having a relationship that's good enough into experiencing the joy and adventure they've always dreamed of? My husband and I are writing our own story with love and adventure at the heart of every new experience we create together. We invite you to join our tribe of inspired couples who are ready to use their relationships as a platform for growth and expansion. We'll give you the tools and inspiration to co-create adventures and write your own love story. It's time to make love the most important thing. I'm Raymond Uliberry, and this is my incredible wife, Emily. And in this podcast, we love connection. Hey guys, it's Emily here with my wonderful husband. Hi, I'm Raymond. I thought he was going <laughs> to thought... say Raymond. He thought I was going to say it. Okay, um, with we love connection. Cool. We don't script these. We do plan. We don't script them. All right, so today we want to talk about one of our favorite things. We've been teaching ballroom dance for over a decade now. Uh, I also teach yoga. And one of the cool things that happens when we're working with particularly couples on the dance floor is that these life lessons sort of present themselves, like these relationship lessons kind of show up on the dance floor when they were just like, oh, I I thought we were learning the rumba. And I'm like, oh, you are, but uh, your relationship is going to improve because of it. You're going to learn something new about your partner, about yourself, about the way you communicate together. So it's really cool. There's always a lot more happening on the dance floor than dance. Would you agree? Yes. Shh. Don't tell them though. Don't tell them. Oh, that's not, we're just going to teach you rumba or swing or (laughs) tango, you know, whatever. Don't worry about that. It's not marriage counseling. I promise. It's not. It's actually way better Um, because marriage counseling sucks. No one wants to go to it. I'm not, that's not an insult to any uh, practitioners. It's just usually people are not excited. If they're going to marriage counseling. Right. Well, they feel right? like it, it almost feels like you need to fix something. Right. By admitting that you're going to counseling or therapy. Yeah. And when we come into, you know, an activity together, it doesn't have to be dance, but dance is an incredible one. The relationship just grows and evolves. It's a natural thing. It's things that are troubled end up getting fixed or improving. It's just really cool. Like there's so much that happens. I didn't realize that when we were becoming teachers. No. I just thought we were going to teach dance. I didn't realize how much emotional value and relationship value there would actually be in that journey for us. So today we want to talk about are you the leader or follower in your relationship? Now, if we're looking at the traditions of ballroom dancing, well, then the man is the leader and the woman is the follower. And yes, we still follow that tradition on the ballroom dance floor. Mm-hmm. Now, um, same-sex couples don't don't feel discluded. Uh, we work with same-sex couples all the time, and mm-hmm. one of them usually takes the role of leader and one takes the role of follower, and it's usually quite natural for them to figure out who's who. Yeah, usually... One identifies as the feminine, the other one identifies as the masculine, and yeah. you don't even really need to it, talk about yeah. it. It just happens it naturally. It just sorts itself out. So um, so not to get stuck today isn't really meant to be a conversation about gender. It's a conversation about roles that we play in our relationship, and those roles today are leading and following. So we're going to talk a little bit about how that works on the dance floor and then how that translates into the bigger picture of our relationships. So let's just start by, like, what is leading and following? You might be a person who's never um, danced with a with your partner, with your spouse, with anyone. Maybe you've never actually danced. Maybe you've never actually experienced 
true leading and following. So what is leading and following to you, my love? From a dancer's perspective, I tell my students that it's nothing but a good conversation. And whoever is leading at that point needs to make a clear decision about what they want to say and the information that they want to provide to their follower. And then the person following is just responsible for receiving that information and then responding in a positive way. So it's just a good conversation. I think it's really easy for people to resonate with that as an intention behind their dancing, especially for those who have never danced together before they can immediately resonate with good conversation and then it makes it easier for them to understand the application of leading and following through dance. So yeah, and what I like about that, so it's almost like to simplify what you said, it's almost like the leader is the speaker and the follower is the listener. Uh-huh. But then but then it's conversation, right? So it's not like the leader is just doing a monologue while the follower (laughs) just listens forever and ever and ever. And that's where it actually is a conversation. And I like to present it to my students that way as well, because to go back to that gender role thing sometimes, I think sometimes um, as women and and younger women in the world, we're kind of like, whoa, wait, I'm not just going to be the follower. You know, we we have that. (laughs) that power of, of being women and rising up into the world and having equality and all of those huge issues that I'm not trying to take on today. But I like to present that conversation because leading and following isn't a command from the man and a response from the woman. It's not so um, patriarchal. It's, it's not really like that. It is a conversation. Mm-hmm. And in every, you know, every step we take on the dance floor, I would like to say, now this is an advanced um, way to look at dance technique, but it's true, is that inside of every step, you begin as the leader and you finish as the follower, each step. And then on the next step, you're the leader again. What happens when we say, so let's, so imagine if you're not driving, you can close your eyes and you can imagine yourself with your partner. Or you can imagine Ray and I if you want, but it's more fun if you imagine <laughs> you guys, okay? So imagine you're standing on the floor in a, in a ballroom or a, a, a dance hall or something, or your living room is great too, and you're touching hands with your partner. Your hands are connected. And that partner goes to lead. He wants to take a forward step, which means in this case, he wants me to take a back step. So he's the speaker in that moment he's initiating a movement forward and I respond I I listen with my body and I receive that and I'll take a step back but as that step is occurring I actually as the follower decide how big that step will be and how how long as far as time period right I can I can kind of influence the the size and the speed of that step and in that moment that brief brief moment Toward the end of that step, Raymond, the leader, your spouse, the leader, right? Whomever, you, the leader, actually have to respond. You have to then listen and actually follow however big I, ch- I chose to take the step that you led. So it's like if I were to open the door for you and then not give you time to walk through it and simply right. slam it in your face. So I open the door for you. I allow you to walk through at your leisure and then I step through as well and the completion of that task is when I step through the door after you 
Right, right. So it's bouncing back and forth constantly. It's not just a command and response, command and response. It really is a conversation. Now, and as dancers develop, as couples improve their leading and following, their nonverbal communication on the dance floor, it really gets fun. The conversation gets really beautiful and intricate and exciting. And, you know, it's like the difference of having a conversation that's like, oh, hey, how's the weather? Oh, it's good. Blah, blah, blah. Like, that's a boring conversation. Right. But as you improve your lead and follow skill, then uh-huh. we can have like real conversations like this one, like this conversation we're having right now. Yeah. Is much deeper and more intricate and more thoughtful than, hey, how's the weather? And you I think know. it's funny for couples who are just getting started as dancers because how often do you create small talk with your spouse you know like you not really you don't really like terrible example sit around and shoot the shit about the weather with your with your spouse so when they come into dance class that's exactly what they're doing at a beginner level when they're communicating with each other physically and then it becomes awkward or um i've noticed sometimes uh for some reason it's the ladies who laugh out loud and then they feel they feel endearment. They see that their their husband or their spouse mm-hmm. is trying or, you know, they see... They think an, it's cute or sweet, but what yes, they do is... They embarrass and, their, their partner. Yeah, then their partner feels... <laughs> but they, they don't mean to, and I can tell that. And mm-hmm. So it's interesting to be able to see all of that, you know, being their instructors. But I think at first, it's just this a little bit like toddlers communicating with each other <laughs> you know and then the more and more they indulge the more they practice the, the better communicators they become yeah yeah it's it's fun I mean like all things we learn like when we're learning something new we're usually not very good at it we're not very good at it so it's not that much fun to us and then as we get better though it gets really really fun and interesting so like and that's I mean so how long have we been dancing partnership We've been dancing longer, but how long have we been doing partnership now? Since we were 21, so, so 13, 13 years. years. Okay, so 13 years we've been dancing, um, communicating, lead and follow, and we're still learning more. We're still improving yeah. our communication all the time. It doesn't stop. No. Like, we're not as good communicators as the world champs who work even harder on it than we do. Right. But we're better than the first day students, certainly, right? Thank goodness, because we're teaching them, right? But so it's cool because there's no end to it. We can always evolve more. We can always improve our lead and follow. We can always improve our conversation. And then the trans, uh, the turning that onto your relationship, taking it off the dance floor, we can always improve our relationship. Yeah. Right? So there's those parallels in the dance world. Like we're just improving the, the level of communication. <laughs> so hopefully this is making sense. We're trying to make sense of a, a world that maybe you're not really used to or accustomed to, which is the world of, of dance. But we see all these beautiful lessons that happen on the dance floor. And I mean life lessons. I mean relationship lessons, not just the dance lesson. And that's what we're hoping to translate um, for you today. So we want to talk about, we're going to make this even make more sense so you can apply it to your relationship. We want to talk about then what is the, what's the main responsibility of the leader? Let's talk there first. Whoever is the leader needs to know what they're going to say, be intentional about how they're going to say it, and then wait for a response. So they need to provide clear information to the follower. And I think that's about it. Like maybe at that point, they are responsible for creating the beginning of the conversation. They are the conversation starters, if you will. Mm-hmm. I like to teach, um, you know, I really try to simplify it because leaders can get really overwhelmed and understandably so, especially in the beginning, because they're trying to balance all these things. They're trying to learn the new steps. 
They're trying to time it to the music. They're trying to stand up straight and maybe smile and not look awkward. They're trying to Im- their wife impress at their them. wife while their wife endearingly laughs at them. Then they've got the teacher who they might also be made nervous by or, you know, they're just, on, they feel on the spot. So there's like all these things they're trying to manage and then they're navigating the dance floor and it's like a lot. So I get it at first. And then all of a sudden, you know, like learning to ride a bike, you just get it and you do it. But so I like to really simplify it with the leaders that I'm teaching. And what I tell my leaders is that everything you do or don't do is a lead. Like your presence is leading. So because they think a lot of times our leaders think, oh my God, I got to do all these steps and then I got to do them in time. I got to do this. I got to do this. And I have to lead. No, 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 no. Right, like it's an extra task on doing, their responsibility Doing list. that, doing you, being you, standing up straight, walking in a clear direction, that is leading. So in this, when I, when I put it that way, it, it's empowering because it's like, wow, everything I do or don't do is leading. You actually already know how to lead. You're actually doing it. You might be leading really poor, slouchy posture, but you're leading. <laughs> you might be leading standing still because you're thinking so hard about what to do next that you're not doing anything, but you're leading. So everything you do, like, like you already are a leader. And then what that I think invites them to do is to become much more intentional about what they're doing, which is what you're asking them. They got to be clear and intentional. So if you realize that standing slouchy or having a bad attitude, because I don't know why sometimes they do. (laughs) I don't know. Sometimes we all do, right? That that's a lead, that you're leading crappy posture in a bad mood. Or you're leading the best posture you can have. Like like a nun came and slapped you on the back with a yardstick or something, right? You're standing really straight and maybe you're smiling and you're happy to be there. And maybe you're you're holding your your wife or girlfriend gently like all of those things are you're leading and so then I love, I love to look at that in the relationship world to go everything you do or don't do is a lead so you're leading the relationship in that way so like let's use this as an example let's say husband gets home from work instantly turns on tv sits on couch drinks beer I don't know <laughs> I'm just making a totally arbitrary like example right that's what's being led in the relationship in that moment. So just think about like where that might, what's the response going to be? I don't know. It depends on the couple. She might grab a beer and join you. I don't know. Or she <laughs> might go, oh my goodness, if I see you one more time. I don't know. It depends on the dynamic. But you get my point. I'm just saying whatever you're doing or you storm into the house with anger on in the voice, you're leading Mm-hmm. Or you walk into the house and go, honey, I'm home. And you bring flowers. You're leading. Like it doesn't matter. But whatever you do, there will be a response. You are leading something. And then leaders don't have to do everything they're supposed to do and lead. They can just do. And that right. is leading. The doing is the leading. So I think that's really empowering. And I hope it's making sense. I hope it's translating into relationship. And if you're thinking about getting on the dance floor, then really use this. It'll, it'll help. It'll help leaders a lot. So the follower's main responsibility is what I call waiting in readiness. Waiting in readiness. So waiting is one thing. Waiting could be a really lazy or inactive thing. But waiting in readiness has attention. It's it's attentive and it's it's focused. The 
The eyes are wide. The, the fingertips have energy zooming out of them. The core is activated. The, the mind is present right now inside the body in this moment. It's not thinking about what's for dinner later or, oh my gosh, I got to pick up the what. Da, da, da. Or what we're like, supposed to be doing or, or how it should be feeling. Right. Or he missed that step and I know it because I learned it faster than him and it should be that. No, no, no. All of those things are um, assumptions. They're outside of, of waiting and readiness. Uh -huh. Waiting and readiness is just giving all my attention and energy to the leader so that I can fully perceive whatever the message is. I'm just waiting for information. I'm right. waiting for information from my leader. Now on the dance floor, that information comes usually in movement. He'll move in a direction. He'll move forward, back or side. He'll do it quickly. He'll do it slow. And then he'll do it with a mood. He'll have a, a sweet romantic mood or a dramatic, powerful uh, tango mood. I don't know. It depends what kind of tango you're doing, right? Yeah. But like, that's it. I'm just waiting for the information, waiting in readiness. Um, I often will teach it like, um, think about a lawnmower. You know, you like you have to pull the, the starter thing, mm -hmm. and then the motor's just revving. It's going, it's going, but the lawnmower's not going anywhere until you like squeeze the bar, right, or whatever that is. You yeah, make like it, put it in gear. Yeah, and then as soon as you you barely squeeze that bar at all, and it like zooms, like it just goes, right? That's waiting in readiness. Sorry, ladies. Sorry, followers. I just turned us all into lawnmowers. But, <laughs> but be a lawnmower that's already started, that's already turned on. Um, yeah, don't be a lawnmower that you have to push. Yeah, don't be one of those push lawnmowers. <laughs> Come on. Right. So, so I love that idea that whatever you do, leaders or don't do, is the lead. You are leading already. And followers, we want to wait in readiness. So that translates into relationship by the um, term we're all familiar with. I'm sure active listening. Right active listening but when we say listening and we do say that a lot on the dance floor we rarely just mean ears we mean the whole sensory self so when I and that's why I use the term waiting and readiness rather than active listening because it's not just ears you have to you have to listen with your eyes you have to listen with your ears you have to listen with your skin with every part of body that can receive touch and sensation you, you have to listen with your whole self um, so, so then if we go back and go, okay, well, this is a conversation. Let's take it off of the dance floor and into the relationship. Leading and following is a conversation. We have a speaker whose job is to be really clear about their intention or communication. And a follower who is listening, who is waiting in readiness to receive information. But now the truth is, that we're both leaders and followers and we take turns in each role, right? Yes. We don't think about that being the truth on the dance floor. We go, oh, well, he's the leader and she's the follower. Yes, true. But recall that I mentioned it's, it's shifting inside of every single step. He has to turn into a follower to see whether or not I understood the message because whether or not I understood it or how I understood it should influence what he says next. Like if we actually make it a, a real conversation and if I said something to you, let's say I'm explaining thermodynamics. <laughs> <laughs> Go. Go, right? That was a terrible example, right? And I say the first thing and you don't understand it. I don't understand. Then I should go back and re-explain it a different way. I shouldn't just go on to number two. Right, yes. Right? But I have to listen 
Uh-huh. I have to become a follower for a moment to yeah. go, did you get it? You have to observe the situation. Right. So inside of every single message that's sent, you have to go, but did you receive me? Did you actually understand what I meant? Because if you didn't, then I can say it clearer. I can say it different until you understand it. So it is a conversation. So please don't get stuck in that idea that the man is always the leader in the relationship. He's not. And that the woman is always the follower. She's not. We both wear both hats. We both play both roles. We both wear the pants in the relationship. <laughs> but not at the same time. Not at the same time. So so then I think, okay, let's look at it in relationship. I think there are like bigger categories where... Like, I'm probably always the leader in some categories. And you're probably always the leader in some categories. And then there would be other categories or conversations where we're switching. Where we both want to wear the pants. (laughs) Or or neither of us wants to. We both want to wear the dress. Or we we start with one in the other's role and then we realize that we need to switch and that it's better for our psyche if the other person's doing (laughs) their responsibility as opposed to um you know right you know what i mean like sometimes we realize that we're we need to just switch who's the leader yeah like we've tried like so if we took just a category or a topic like i'm the leader of finances in our household that's a natural thing that happened for us i'm just i do more with the numbers than he does one time we tried to switch it um, and it didn't make sense because, because I was still crunching all the numbers, even though I was supposed to be following. And so that's just one of those, those roles we accept where I'm, I'm pretty much always the leader and you're pretty much always the follower. But then we have other roles where like, okay, I would say like to, to just pick kind of, you know, random topics like nutrition or, or food in our household. I feel like we, we kind of can both wear pants and we can both wear dresses in that role. Like, it's not one of us always. No. Would you agree? Yeah. We kind of help each other when the other falls off the bandwagon a little bit. Right. You know? So we're intentionally switching. Like, like let me take lead on this for a while. Like, we may not actually say that, but that's what's happening. You know, like, I'll, yeah. I'll take lead on it for a while. It just happened in our workout routines. Like, you took lead on that. You didn't even mean to. Ooh, this is great. He just was doing him, right? Like, everything you do or don't do is leading right like that's the lesson for leader Uh and he he just started like you just started killing it with your workouts you're just killing it you were on fire you weren't missing any and you inspired me you led me without even meaning to to start doing more workouts so I followed I followed via inspiration I just followed his example and I started killing it with my workouts Um, and that was cool you were just doing you Mm -hmm. but it put you in a leadership role and I I accepted the role of follower and was grateful for it, you know? So like you can look at that in different dynamics in your relationship and then even smaller microcosm it down inside of a given, a single conversation, we can switch back and forth of who's leading and who's following. Right. And then if we're in a moment of conflict in conversation or discord or just not understanding each other well, then you could look at this and go, Maybe I should follow for a second. Maybe we're both trying to lead at the same time, which totally happens on the dance floor and in life and doesn't work. Right. It doesn't work. When two, when what happens with two dancers are trying to lead at the same time? Someone gets stepped on. Someone gets hurt. Let's just put it that way. 
right? It doesn't work. Usually some bickering happens, some, yeah, toes get crushed. Like it doesn't work, but someone must lead. What happens when two followers are, when two people are trying to follow? That actually never happens. People sit down. Right. You sit, oh, it does happen. It's the people who don't get up and dance. <laughs> They're called wallflowers. <laughs> Wall followers. Wall followers. And <laughs> I miss that. Oh man. So there must be a leader and there must be a follower. Like that's a good thing. And it's really just about good conversation. So if we can understand which role we're playing in a given moment, mm -hmm. then I can do it really well. Right. Like I can, if my job right now is to lead, then I know that I should be really clear and intentional because everything I say and do or don't do is a lead. Right. And if, or vice versa, if it's my job to follow right now, then I just know that I need to listen with my whole body. I need to, to listen with my whole energy, my whole presence. Just listen with every ounce of everything I have and wait in readiness, not wait to speak, wait to receive information. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if we can identify that who's leading and who's following when, and know what it takes to be a good leader or follower, then we can use that in our relationship and see, you know what, hey, maybe that conflict we're having is that we're both trying to lead in this thing. And maybe we just need to evaluate who's the more natural, who should be the leader on this. And then the other person can, can fall back and become the follower or vice versa. Or well, it'll just, it'll create clarity in the situation for you to give yourself the deserved time to to consider who is the leader or follower in the situation. And if it's me, what is my responsibility as a leader? Or if I am the follower, just recognizing that you have a certain responsibility and giving yourself time to recognize that rather than always just speaking out mm -hmm. without response or re reactivity to your partner. Right, you just made me think about like arguments. Uh -huh. Like in arguments, both usually, I would think it's safe to say that both people are trying to lead. Of course, yes. Right? In an argument, there's two leaders, and so no good communication is going to happen. Someone has to be willing to follow and listen, even for a moment, and then it can switch. But yeah. we can't have... We can switch back and forth and back and forth and back and forth over and over and over again, but we can't both lead at the same time and have any kind of good communication. Right. No beautiful dancing comes from two leaders at the same time. <laughs> So guys, I think that kind of wraps up our concept today. I hope it makes sense. It's, it's an interesting thing for us to take um, lessons from the dance floor that we talk about and experience in our relationship all the time, but it's the, it's the world that we're immersed in and used to. So let us know, give us a review. Let us know if this resonated, if we were able to, to make a dance, uh, dance world lesson make sense in the real world of your life and your relationship. Let us know if that's coming through for you. And of course, go to weloveconnection.com and check out Dance Date because even if you're not here where we are in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, and you can't join us at the ballroom, you can still join us for some dancing and you can have a really incredible date night. Unlike, I promise, unlike any other date night you've ever had. It's really cool. It's, it's not just a dance lesson. It's not like you could just go to YouTube and how to blah, 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 how to tango. Like, it's not that. It's so much more. Every dance has a story. The story's all about you. There's, there's flavor. There's style. There's music. There's, it's an immersion. Our goal is to transport our couples into another time and space. They're going to feel like they've just been transported wherever to whatever the dance might be it's a really cool experience we're excited to share dance date with you so go to weloveconnection.com check it out when you're ready 
And thank you so much, as always, for listening today. We're happy to share our thoughts with you. I'm Emily. This is my handsome husband, Raymond. And we love connection. Want to dive deeper into co-creating your next level relationship? Jump on over to weloveconnection.com and start your first month of date night experiences. That's two unique and empowering date nights. You'll learn the three secrets we use to keep our relationship rock solid, ever expanding, and super sexy. Start your adventure now at weloveconnection.com. Okay.